Welcome back to Comic Book Storylines. I'm Brian Sorensen, a.k.a. Brian the Comic Book Guy. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Every Wednesday, 1 p.m., a new episode comes on out. If you love what you hear, let me know. Get me some feedback. Guy at gmail.com. Or if you have any questions about anything we've talked about in any episode. Speaking of which, this week is starting a two-parter on the Infinity Gauntlet. We've had an amazing journey so far with the return of Thanos... Thanos quest where he got the gems from and who he took them from, and then the birth of the Infinity Gauntlet and the return of all the key characters, and some little snippets of the key characters coming back to life. Adam Warlock, Gamora, Pip Patrol, uh, Drax the Destroyer, everything leading up to this. And we left off in last episode where Thanos and Mephisto were walking off on a deserted planet, and all you could see is their footsteps. Well, here we go with Infinity Gauntlet 1 through 3. Now, if you have any questions about these issues and want to meet and go in more detail, you can find me on Instagram at Bry the Comic Book Guy, where I'm going to post pictures of the three issues that we talk about as well this week. So, we're going to jump right in. The issue one took it right off the wall for this occasion. We see on that planet, Thanos and Mephisto are still walking across the, that barren planet. He makes a big old rock statue thing, calling himself God. Mephisto is pledging his obedience to him, and Thanos is like, all right, shut up. And Thanos goes, the moment is upon us when the stars must come to realize the absolute truth of everything I have led up to this moment. And then we go to some familiar moments in the movies. Now, you're going to see a lot of things happen in Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, where they took aspects of it for the movies. They didn't fully go into detail, obviously a little bit because of the characters they couldn't use. Uh, For instance... Uh, Silver Surfer was a big factor leading up to an Infinity Gauntlet, but MCU, they couldn't use Silver Surfer because he wasn't one of the characters they could do. So instead of Silver Surfer crashing in and warning Doctor Strange, it was the Hulk. So we see where this is about to happen. Doctor Strange and Wong, they're in the Sanctum. Uh, Doctor Strange is uh, sipping some tea, reading a medical journal, and he hears a crash, and it's Silver Surfer crashing through the roof. Uh, brings him, puts him on a couch, and he goes, I'm here to warn you. There's a great danger coming. It must be stopped. Thanos is coming. And he kind of goes through the events of the Silver Surfer issues from part one and two, uh, the return of Thanos and uh, Thanos quest. Uh, Mistress Death having this cosmic imbalance. She thought that the fact that there was more people alive today than had ever died was a cosmic imbalance. She let out Thanos' soul, resurrected him to set out that task. And Silver Surfer grabs Doctor Strange. He goes, death has ordered Thanos to slaughter half the sentient population of the universe. So uh, Thanos and Mephisto getting ready to do their thing. Uh, Mephisto is, you can tell Mephisto is getting ready to do something dumb. He's getting ready. He's hes definitely not the the uh, guy that he's looking him to be. He, uh, you know, Thanos is like, I'm omnipotent. Uh, uh, my, my rule is absolute. He ends up blowing up the planet that they're on. And they're kind of just like floating. Now, Mephisto, he's kind of taken aback because Thanos can just like walk around anywhere, do whatever. So uh, he says Thanos is supreme and Mephisto kind of comes over to him, goes, most definitely, sir, supreme. So Surfer is continuing the story of leading up to how he got to Earth, uh, how uh, Thanos was looking into the Infinity Well and noticed that he can combine all the powers in the Infinity Gems, space, power, soul, mind, time, and reality, and created the Infinity Gauntlet, basically making him a god. So Doctor Strange is like such a force in the hands of a madman, uh, this is going to be the end times. So 
If you remember, Adam Warlock, Gamora, and Pip were in the Soul Gem, but at the end of the Return of the, uh, uh, the Birth of the Infinity Gauntlet, so Adam Warlock is just like, all right, you have an ally in me, Silver Surfer. Well, here's where we get into that. So we see these three people, these three bad guys. Uh, they come out of a bar. It's a guy named Jake, his uh, buddy Ralph, and his girlfriend who uh, just robbed a bank, and they end up in a bad car accident and dying. So the narrator of this part is, uh, you can tell it's Pip, obviously, uh, but you're kind of trying to figure out what these characters have to do with Adam, Gamora, and Pip, which we'll get to. So Surfer is continuing his talk with Wong and Doctor Strange. It's kind of mirroring the movie still a little bit. Uh, Wong and Doctor Strange are listening to everything that's going on. Uh, It's telling about how Surfer and Drax ended up getting cast into the Soul World where they met Adam Warlock. Warlock uh, got them back out into the realm, and Surfer's like, after that, I just had to come here, and I hope it's not too late. Then we see Mephisto and Thanos go back to Mistress Death's temple, her hall, and he's like, I've returned. Uh, I've hoped that uh, uh, you are not mad at me for my duplicity in gaining the Infinity Gems. She turns around and walks away from him. Now, it's a different aspect of Thanos from in the movies, where he was just this bad guy just getting what he needed to get done. And the only remorse he showed was for Gamora when, spoiler alert, when he had to get the soul stone and sacrifice Gamora. But his love for Mistress Death is what is his Achilles heel, so to speak, in these books here. And Mephisto is just goading him by like, my lord, my sympathies, you are not deserving of such treatment. So he's like, no, I am not. So you could see, is Mephisto trying to work on that? Yes, he is. So here is where the thugs that just died come into place. Adam Warlock sends the souls of uh, Gamora, Pip, and himself into the bodies of those characters that just died. But his powers are healing them and making them reborn and making them look like their old selves. In fact, uh, just in the walk from the crash site to a hotel, Gamora turns green. So she's like, oh, how lovely. So we go back to Mr. Steth's temple where he's like, why are, why are you scorning me so deeply? Uh, I am the supreme being that stands before you, but I am just your equal now. I had no other choice but to become your equal. And then her guy that she has speaking for him, because Mistress Death doesn't speak, uh, he goes, you're not her equal, you're her superior. Uh, she's n- she's nothing more than your love slave now. Uh, and he's like, no, she is the keeper of my heart. And he's just like, I we don't believe you. He goes, your love is bondage. And he goes, my love is worship. Uh, Mistress Death has no need for people like you. She should be... Re- uh, re- uh, just have a shrine around her. And he goes, yes, a shrine. So he snaps his fingers and they're all in the middle of space. And he creates this massive shrine to Mistress Death with two chairs in the middle. Now he's got Mephisto, Mistress Death, her vassal and himself. They're all right there. And Mephisto is just like, wow, he just made all that out of nothing. So he has these two chairs. He sits down in one of them And he asks Mistress Death to sit in the next one. And she doesn't. She turns around, walks down the steps, and walks away. He goes, why does she still spurn me? And he goes, uh, uh, Mephisto goes, perhaps it's because she does not realize the true depths of your black soul is capable of achieving. He goes, Mistress Death is a dark spirit. Her mate must be of a like mind. Are you proof of what I need to do for her? So he recreates Nebula. 
Now, if you remember, in one of the earlier parts, he had burned Nebula severely for her, him、uh, for her taking over his ship. So he brings her to that you know, pinnacle there, and she's just on the verge of life and death. She's like this burnt husk. She's not really truly aware of what's going on. And he's like, "How about this? This is、uh, a glorious creation I have." She's not truly dead. She's just kind of there. So Mistress Death turns around again, and her guy that speaks for her goes, "Mistress Death finds your boast empty and your bravado distasteful." So Thanos blows that guy up. He goes, "You will talk to me directly or not at all. I do not appreciate this attitude. I have only love and adoration for you." And then Mephisto goes, "Perhaps it's what you haven't done." He goes, "Of course, I have been reveling in my newfound might that I have remissed in fulfilling my obligation. I was supposed to extinguish the life of half the universe's population. How inconsiderate of me!" He goes. I should、uh, I should have realized I didn't come through with my vow. So this is a whole page that leads up to it. He looks at his hand with the the gems on it, readies himself. He goes to the edge of the shrine and looking out into space. And Mephisto goes, he's really going to do it this time. He snaps his finger, and it's the infamous snap. Now this is a lot different from the movies, as you can see.、Uh, Thanos did it right away. In this storyline, he didn't wait. Nobody was around him when he did it. Nobody was there to stop him because nobody knew what was going on. So then we go to Earth.、Uh, we first see Spider-Man. He's just going through a normal night, and his、uh, spider sense goes off, kind of like how it did uh, when the, uh, his henchmen came to Earth and Tony was fighting him. He looks down into Times Square, and in an instant, half of the crowd is gone. So he's like, "Who's could have done this? What's going on?" And he's the narrator. the The narrator of the books. Goes back to、uh, back and forth to all the different characters, so it's kind of like in their head. So he's like, "I must be losing my mind. Something's going on." But then everybody in the crowd was reacting to people just vanishing. Then he hit. Then it hit him. Mary Jane is probably gone. So he's like, "Oh my God, Mary Jane!" We see him fly off.、And、then we go to Avengers headquarters. It's、uh, this big building that has a big A on it, and it's in the middle of. Downtown New York. It's different than in the movies, obviously. So it's Captain America walking through Avengers headquarters, and he runs into Hawkeye and another character, Cersei. Now you remember her from the Eternals movie. She was an Avenger in the comics, so it was kind of cool to see Cersei in the in the movie, but she wasn't an Avenger. Now he is getting ready to hand. Something to Hawkeye, and all of a sudden, Cersei and Hawkeye vanish right in front of him. And he he's like, "I'm so help. It's like I'm helpless and scared. What's going on here? What do we do?" Then we go to good old Nick Fury. He's in the helicarrier that's、uh, up above Earth, and he's talking to the president. He goes, "Yes, half of my crew is gone. I I don't know what's going on." And then they get this printout that says, "Half of the Earth." Half of the human race has just vanished, and、uh, we're getting reports all over the globe. Yes, when we figure out what's going on, so he hangs up the phone and goes, "I have a feeling it's going to be really bad this time." And we see news reports that not only is it humans, animals have been mysteriously vanishing too, and they're calling it the Great Disappearance. Now they they pretty much call it that in the rest of the books、uh, up until the conclusion, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. So the Hulk is thinking that it's. Uh, somebody else, so he doesn't know who it is, but he's got his own ideas. Then we set up what Marvel did with some of the alien races, like out there, the big, like Skrulls and Kree and stuff like that. So the, we see at the Skrull homeworld, the Empress is saying half of her population disappeared. It had to be the Kree. We're going to go to war. So we see kind of remnants in that throughout the rest of the. 
storylines too. Uh, Doctor Strange, he's trying to calm down Silver Surfer because he's he's now sensing that all of these people are dying. They turn around and Wong vanishes and he goes, Silver Surfer goes, they're all dying. Billions and billions of souls are blinking out. Uh, no one knew what struck them. It's horrible. And Surfer's like, it's just too much. So we go back to Titan. Now, Titan's really different as you've seen in the last few episodes too. Drax the Destroyer, Fire Lord, who was a a Herald of Galactus, who's a hero, cosmic hero, Uh, Star Fox, who you've seen in the Eternals movie too, and Thanos' father, Mentor of Titan. All of a sudden, Mentor disappears, and they can't figure out what's going on. And one of the sentries on Titan says uh, the half of the population of the planet has disappeared, but all three of those guys that are left at the same time say, it's got to be Thanos. So uh, we see uh, Pip, Gamora, and Adam are in a hotel room. Now, Pip is almost transformed back. Gamora is transformed back. All of a sudden, Gamora vanishes. So he goes, oh, my God, what happened? So he goes into another room where Adam is. He opens the door and goes, you need to help. He goes, oh, there's a fat lot of good. You're going to do me. And we see this body on a bed in a cocoon that's very similar to in the comics of how Adam Warlock came to be. That was just issue one. We haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet. So we get into issue two. Uh, We see right away... Things are terrible. Now, there was a plane that was circling over Manhattan, crashed on the Fifth Avenue. The pilot and the co-pilot vanished during the Great Disappearance. The Avengers are nearby, and Thor was there, too. We got Thor, She-Hulk, Vision, some of the other Avengers as well, and they're rescuing all the people from the plane, and they're still trying to figure out what's going on. It's really bad, and they're just like, hey, something's going on. Next, we get into what the movies were lacking a little bit, was some of the cosmic beings. We saw a few of them. We saw the Celestials. uh, We saw Eternity a little bit, but not used very well in Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, You heard of uh, the the staff of the Living Tribunal and Doctor Strange that Mordo had. Well, we're going to see the Living Tribunal in this as well. There's going to be a lot of, lot of cosmic beings. Uh, if you remember Ego uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy, well, he spawned this other little kind of little planet cosmic being called Epoch. Now, his guardian was the Avenger Quasar, who had these quantum bands that gave him powers. So uh, Epoch appears in this little space, and he has these uh, this guy next to him, but it's just a set of eyes that are golden. So you're like, huh, that had a Morlock too? It's interesting. So he's like, who's that guy? He goes, one who has made it clear and how perilous the universe's current situation is. So they kind of disappear and go off for to go have a meeting with other cosmic beings. Then we go to the Kree, the Kree Empire. Now the Kree had their half of their population that disappeared too. Now they think it was the Skrulls. Kind of see where I'm getting at here. Last issue, the Skrull Empress thought it was the Kree and the Kree think it's the Skrulls. So they're getting ready to go to war too. So they have this huge, massive fleet getting ready to attack the Skrulls. Let me go back to Doctor Strange's mansion, uh, the Sanctum, where we see a very familiar character, uh, but he's not super powered in this at all yet uh, at this point in the comics. Dr. Henry Pym, Hank Pym. Uh, he's with the Avengers as kind of like a liaison because in this time period, we had the Avengers and we had the West Coast Avengers. Now, Hank Pym at the time was with the West Coast Avengers based out of California. So he's checking Silver Surfer out and he's like, well, you put him in the sunlight, his strength is regaining because he's in the sun. So I think that'll that'll do it. So uh, contact the original Avengers. I'm going to go check in with the West Coast team. So Doctor Strange is at his door and he goes, of course. But then you see Doctor Strange, his spirit, his essence is pulled into like this astral plane. And it's this giant light figure that says on the upcoming battle, there must be one leader 
of all of the champions of righteousness and I need to be that leader. And Dr. Strange is like, uh, you're a stranger to me. Why should I believe you? I go, okay, there's a method of that obstacle that you can overcome. I will open my soul to you, fly into it. Your soul is going to merge with mine and you can determine the authenticity of my claim. So they do this little merging of souls and Dr. Strange's body comes back together with his soul and he goes, I completely trust you. I will aid you in any way that I can. Then we see one of the bad guys. Uh, he, he's pretty much a big bad guy in the comics. Uh, we've seen him a little bit totally underused. Dr. Doom. He is uh, triangulating all of these energies and everything, and he notices uh, there was an energy pattern similar to Thanos' powers of what he did at the Sanctum, the home of Doctor Strange. So he goes, okay, uh, I need to go figure out what's going on with this. It kind of jumps back and forth here. You're kind of going back and forth between all these different scenes. It's it's kind of frustrating if you're reading the book too, and it's even more frustrating me trying to communicate this to you as well. Uh, but we go back to Titan, uh, Eros, Star Fox, uh, Fire Lord, and Drax. They're trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, they're not sure how to even contact and try and figure out where Thanos is. Then all of a sudden, Eros disappears. Now, Eros is the brother of Thanos. They mention that in Eternals, but he's the brother of Thanos. So Thanos brings him to Mistress Death's compound, to the shrine, but he binds him up in these chains and everything, and uh, he's like, "Uh, what am I doing here? He sees Mistress Death, Nebula, Mephisto, what's going on? He goes, you know, this isn't really a family reunion unless Father was here, and Thanos is like, He was not invited, nor will he be. He was a dangerous man. I made sure he was one of the ones that vanished. He would try to destroy everything I'm trying to do. Ultimate power is mine, and I will reshape the universe with it. Now, it wasn't said in the movies because they didn't have enough time, but Star Fox has these emotion-manipulating powers. He can, like, just by him speaking in your direction, he can kind of change your emotions and everything. So he tries that on Thanos, and Thanos, with all of his powers, removes his mouth. So Star Fox is his face without a mouth, like the skin is just covering his mouth. He goes, fine, you can't irritate me like that. And we see like a cutout shot of Death's palace there. And he goes, all right, fine, you are dealt with. You're just going to sit right there and listen. We go back to Avengers headquarters and they're compiling everybody that's missing. Now, in the early... 90s, this is like 1990, 1991. There wasn't as many big teams and characters. Uh, The characters were still developing. So um, basically X-Factor, who we've talked about, most of their characters are gone. A lot of the Avengers, Daredevil, all of the Fantastic Four is gone. So you're not going to see the Fantastic Four at all in this storyline. Characters like Wasp uh, and Quicksilver are gone. Uh, Iceman, uh, Hawkeye, and then we see that uh, the Canadian team Alpha Flight, most of their members are missing too. So they're trying to contact all the ones that they can, but they can't get a hold of the X-Men and Excalibur at this time because during this period of time, the X-Men and Excalibur, they were off doing their own things, incommunicado uh, in their storylines. Uh, so they're like, man, this is really bad. What are we going to do? And then we go to a familiar place out in the heavens called Asgard with a very big guy named Odin, a lot different than the comics. We see Odin has gathered all of these uh, sky fathers, these big cosmic guys uh, to rally against Thanos and they're all like all right we're with you so they're getting ready to go kick Thanos's tail we go back to Quasar and Epoch and they're waiting at this point and he's like okay wait right here we're waiting patiently for what's going on and we see Pip he's fully Pip the troll again drinking a bunch of beer and all of a sudden Adam comes crashing through 
the building. He goes, come with me. We're going after Thanos. Like he blows a hole right in the roof. We go to Doctor Strange's mansion, the sanctum, and Surfer wakes up and sees Doctor Doom and his Doom bots holding on to Doctor Strange. Now, Surfer's in no condition to take uh, out Doom. So Doom is getting ready to blast Doctor Strange. He's like, what what do you know about the Great Disappearance? And you're going to tell me now. All of a sudden, his Doom bots are destroyed. And up in the balcony, up in the roof, it's Adam Warlock coming to save the day. It's Adam and Pip going, uh, we're the ones that you need to talk to about what's going on. And we go back to Mistress Death's uh, shrine out in space. Thanos is sitting next to Death, who has taken her chair. And he's just, he's messing with Nebula and Star Fox. And he's trying to get Death to even look at him. And he's still not looking at him. And he's really messing with him. He's like, I can do anything with my powers. And he's getting really ticked off right now, like really mad. He's like, I strive only for your affection and approval. What's it going to take? Tell me anything. So he gets really mad. And all of a sudden, this huge explosion happens from the shrine. Like it, like it's this huge shockwave that goes through space. Now, this is totally different from the books. This was never even brought up in the movies. Uh, so we see Galactus, who we've seen in, in the Silver Surfer issues. Thanos interrupted Galactus from destroying a world to explain that he's got all these powers. So that shockwave blows up an entire star system that Galactus was getting ready to eat. He goes, this is the second time he has taken a prize from me. I must keep my anger in check. So you see Galactus get into a ship. And fly away. But then he looks at Earth really quick as he's going by. And he says that shockwave is only going to be at 2% of its strength when it hits Earth. So we see a couple of heroes. uh, One of the heroes uh, from Cloak and Dagger... Uh, the character Dagger, he has like this void in his cloak that he can uh, uh, go into like this abyss realm and everything. Uh, he says Dagger's gone, he's left, so Cloak is standing on this rooftop. And all of a sudden this giant earthquake just, just destroys everything, like buildings and everything. And we see Wolverine pop up and save a lady from being crushed by a building. Then we see Iron Man is in space getting some readings about the disappearance and the shockwave knocks him out of orbit and he gets everything back and running but he's still high above uh, the United States and he looks down and in horror the fault line San Andreas Fault cracks and the west coast of the United States falls into the ocean so he flies down and tries to save who he can but there's they're too late and he sees the west coast avengers wonder man the original human torch android and scarlet witch they're like we were coming in for a landing everything's gone what are we going to do and we see back in asgard odin and all of his guys are stranded there because the the shockwave blew the rainbow bridge apart so they're stuck on asgard and he's just freaking out see so namor the some mariner he's underwater and all these like volcanic islands appear in the atlantic ocean He's like, oh, that's going to send tidal waves to the East Coast. So his cousin, Namorta, who's flying over Atlantic City, this giant quarter-mile-size wave comes and crashes over Atlantic City and the East Coast of the United States and just starts ripping through everything there. She was only able to save one person, two people. And we see Thor going over Japan. He's like, you can inform Colonel Fury the reports he received about the Japanese islands are confirmed. They're no more. He's flying over Japan and they're all gone. So the Avengers are calling in the reserves, getting everybody to come to Avengers Mansion. And they're like, man, I don't know if we can do this now. We go back to Dr. Strange Sanctum. He had a, a, a spell of protection His building was the only thing standing in that part of New York. And Adam Warlock's like, okay, something ticked off God, and now we have to fix it. 
god meaning thanos so get to issue three mistress death's shrine now thanos is just playing with everything he put a bunch of planets over the shrine into shape his name just amusing himself he's screwing with star fox and nebula and he keeps looking up at mistress death and she's not doing anything he goes what what will it take to please her we go to see nick fury he's in the helicarrier and we see a bunch of scientists doing these calculations and all of a sudden the scientist just gets up and runs into fury he shows him these readouts he goes uh the shockwave derailed Earth from its orbit, and the Earth is slowly moving away from its sun and going into a never-ending ice age. So Earth has to worry about that as well. So Surfer, Doctor Doom, Pip, uh, Adam Warlock, and Doctor Strange, they have decided that they need to go to Avengers headquarters. That's where they're going to rally the troops. So they appear at the Avengers, and they explain a little bit of what's going on, and they're like, well, what are you doing here? Like, we're going to go raise an army. So... Uh, a couple of pages here and there are some of the individual heroes trying to rescue people uh, in the big fallout. We go back to Avengers Mansion, and Doctor Strange opens this portal. He says, I call upon you to aid in this struggle. The poor, tortured world uh, suffers greatly, but your skills and powers are gravely needed here. Then we get the big army of who's coming and who's left that's going to help. Got Iron Man, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Drax and Fire Lord, Nova from the New Warriors. You haven't seen him in the movies. Some Mariner, Prince Namor, Cloak, Cy- Cyclops, who's the only one left from X-Factor. Scarlet Witch comes through because she's on the West Coast Avengers team. And the Hulk, he's getting ready to come in, but he's refusing to. And they're like, what's his problem? Iron Man's like, he's angry with the Avengers for turning his back on him all these years. He was one of our founding members. And Captain America's like, he can be again now that he's reformed. Because at this point in his life, the Hulk is like smart Hulk. So he comes through the portal and it's like, all right, who's going to do this? What are we doing? So then they're all talking about uh, what they need to do. And then Dr. Doom goes, before we go any further, we need to discuss who's a better leader. I don't think it's going to be Adam Warlock. And everybody's like, well, it's not going to be you. So they all decide that it's going to be Warlock. And before that, Adam Warlock says that he needs to get some cosmic allies, distant corner of the galaxy. So he goes to where Epoch and uh, Quasar are. He's like, have they arrived yet? And Epoch's like, the gathering has been waiting for you. Then we get the big scope of what's going on. It's all the cosmic beings. Got Eternity, Kronos, the god of time that recreated Drax the Destroyer, Living Tribe Funeral, uh, Chaos and Order, who we saw in the Thanos quest. Uh, Some of the other cosmic beings you wouldn't really know of, uh, Love and Hate, The Stranger, Celestials. Uh, The uh, Living Tribunal says that uh, natural selection is one of the universe's oldest, biggest things. Uh, I'm not going to be a part of this. So he disappears. And Eternity says... I'm disappearing too. I'm getting out of here. He didn't agree with the living tribunal, but he's like, okay, I'm out of here too. So like, why did he go? So Adam Warlock is trying to rally everybody, but Galactus is like, no, I'm going to be the leader here. You're not. So he just blasts Adam Warlock and he thinks he's disintegrated him. So Galactus is giving this rally speech to the cosmic beings. And all of a sudden, uh, Adam Warlock appears on Galactus's head and like, uh, No, you were just kind of yammering there. You've got all this naked power, but you don't know how to do it. Uh, Combined might is nothing compared to the force of Thanos Wells. All of you guys combined. We need to have a carefully executed strategy if we are to survive. So all the cosmic beings, they all start pointing to Adam Warlock. Every single one of them, except the Watcher, who's just obviously he's there to watch. Now he just... Everybody points to Adam Warlock and like, okay, we're going to lead. You're, we're going to let you lead. And then Galactus is like, fine. Okay. Let me go back to Avengers Mansion. Uh, She-Hulk, who's 
still fairly new to the Avengers ish at this time frame. She's like, man, uh, how did we, how did the Avengers take out Thanos the last time? He goes, well, in both instances that we fought him, he gave us the means to thwart his dark plans, whether he did so consciously or subconsciously. So she's like, so you're saying that uh, our fighting forces can vanquish Thanos only if he wishes to be defeated. So she's like, well, and if he doesn't, well, then the universe is doomed. And we see Adam Warlock come back with Quasar and everybody else that he was with except the cosmic beings. And they're like, okay, we're getting ready to go. But I need to talk to Wolverine and the Hulk. And they're like, uh, they're on the roof. Now, in, in the comics, Wolverine and Hulk have fought a lot. So everybody's like, uh oh, those two guys are on the roof. That can't be good. We go to Mistress Death's shrine. The Watcher appears. So Thanos is like, huh, they're taking up arms. There's going to be a battle real quick here. So let's get ready. So he's like, the, he's here to watch. So what's going on? We see Adam Warlock go up on the roof. Uh, Hulk and Wolverine, they kind of just like hanging out, you know, they're just chilling. They, they kind of have this like unspoken bond that they have throughout the years. Now, Warlock tells them that in extremes, measures have to be taken with dealing with Thanos. And since you guys have these aspects on life and death that the rest don't, uh, you really need to be the ones that, and then Wolverine follows it, you need us to be the one that kills Thanos. He's like, well, that's one way of putting it. So they're getting ready to leave to go attack Thanos. So Thanos is like, Mistress Death, are you going to fight on my side? She turns and walks away. So he creates this lady, calls herself, calls her Taraxia the Terrible. She's everything my soul longs for. Everything is what you are not. And he's kind of like making her jealous. But she doesn't care, walks away. So he's really mad. So he's like, all right, let's get ready to basically get set. Let's get ready to rumble. So Warlock has everybody gathered, briefs everybody on what's going on. Now, since they're in the depth of space, Doctor Strange creates this spell that lets them breathe freely in the vacuum of space for the next hour. And he's also going to be watching everybody. If they get too injured, he's going to pull them back. But Surfer and Adam Warlock go through a, a, a tunnel first, and they end up about a light year away where they're going to stage where the cosmic beings are going to be. So Pip has this timer. Doctor Strange opens his big portal. They all go through their portal, and they're all landing right on Mr. Death's shrine where Thanos is waiting for them. They're all just, they all appear, and it's Thanos, Mephisto, Taraxia, and they're all ready for a big throw-down. That's where we're going to leave it this week. Next week, I promise you, all the action and that big battle and everything and more because the Cosmic Beings haven't even fought them yet. So we'll continue this next week with issues 4 through 6 of Infinity Gauntlet. Like I've said earlier, if you have any questions about the issues we've covered this week or any other week, let me know. Guy at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram. Hit me up on Instagram at Guy. So until next week, thanks for listening.